Hello and welcome to Nintendo Pals Podcast, episode 96. Tonight, we're going to get wholesome as we talk about the Wholesome Direct. And we've got news on upcoming games, some new Splatoon tunes, and a mini-review for every N64 game on the NSO app. All of that. And more. Well, greetings, fellow Nintendo pals. My name is Andros, and I am joined this week, as I am joined each and every week, by my fellow Nintendo pal, uh, Micah. Yep. And, um, Micah, I gotta ask, how are you today? I'm doing pretty good. Nice. I'm also doing pretty good. Uh... I had something that I wanted to say at the intro here, and it has completely escaped my memory. I was like thinking about this all week, like, oh, yeah, I should throw that in as part of the intro. I'm sure it'll come back to me by the end of the episode. Um, or or right when we end the episode. Or right when we end. I'm like, oh, yeah. Uh, so... Sorry, everybody. <laughs> That's our intro this week. It's, hey, I forgot something. Typical, typical old man brain. Um, Micah, I gotta ask, do you know what we are doing tonight? Uh, recording a podcast? That is true. But we're also trying to take over the world! That is right. We need your help to take over the world of Nintendo podcasts. And we do that through five-star reviews. Uh, five-star reviews on... Mike, I just remembered what I was going to say, actually. Stop, stop everything. What I was going to say is welcome to Nintendo Pals Podcast, the show about Nintendo and friendship. Because I loved that line from last week's five-star review. <laughs> Which ties right back to five-star review. It all comes back. It all comes full circle with my absolutely scatterbrained thoughts here. Uh, five-star reviews. Micah, we got a brand new five-star review on Spotify. Those are anonymous, so we don't know who left that five-star review, but we do know that they are awesome because they brought us to 40 reviews, a total of 40 reviews on Spotify. So we hit 50 last week on the U.S. Apple Podcast Store and 40 on Spotify. Like, it's it's incredible. Like, I'm, I'm so excited uh, by that. And yeah, let's keep the streak alive. If you haven't yet let us, left us a five-star review, you can do that on Apple, Podchaser, Spotify, and Audible. Those are all places to leave five-star reviews. And there are links to all those in the description of the show. So if you, if you don't want to go looking, just go clicking. 
you know, click those, click those links. You can get to the places to leave five star views. It helps us out a ton, um, helps more people discover the show and, you know, makes us just feel better about ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> the real this reason we want you to it. do it. Yeah. <laughs> Every five star review boosts our happiness. And uh, what more could you want than to boost someone's happiness, right? It's easy. It's easy. Just a little click of a click of a click of a star. Five stars, actually. <laughs> um, <clears throat> sorry, I totally distracted. Uh, for those listening to the audio, uh, we had someone run by in the background there. <laughs> Comple- completely, very stealthy, <laughs> very sneaky. Almost didn't notice. Yeah, almost. Okay, where, where, Michael? Where, 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 I'm so scatterbrained. Where? What's the? What's the first segment of our show? Oh yeah, it's what you playing? All right, Micah, you can hear the sound effects now. Isn't that cool? Aren't you so excited about it's, that? It's so cool. You're you're like ten out of ten excitement levels. A right whole now. new world. Yeah, I. Uh, this new like soundboard deal we're using is different than the old soundboard so i had to hardwire my brain not to click a button and to go click with my mouse on the digital soundboard uh so yeah now at least you won't be randomly doing uh the bumpers when you type other things yeah hopefully they're still there (laughs) so i still (laughs) could (laughs) i didn't disable those that would have been smart Oh, but speaking of smart, I played I played some awesome games this week. I'm a smart gamer. Uh, I played a bit more of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. And Micah, it's awesome. I, I said it last week. I'll say it again. If you haven't tried the game, you got to try it. It's so fun. I like it a lot. I played online with our buddies over at All In, the All In podcast. Seth, Eric, and Third Strongest Mole from uh, the Retrologic podcast. And it was so fun. We played all four turtles in, in the, in, so like, and it was just chaos on screen. I mean, ninjas flying everywhere, turtles. And we figured out you can do these combos by jumping into each other and timing button presses. So if you like do a dive attack into, your turtle buddy and they hit the button properly they'll throw you like a baseball at other ninjas and it's it's just really cool you can sandwich enemies with two turtle shells yeah it's awesome there's a lot more to the game than i thought uh you want to know one of those things a double jump (laughs) i had no idea there was a double jump uh that was that was like mind-boggling i had played so much of the game and i did not know you could double jump that's, that's I, the first thing you gotta check when you can jump am, in a game have jump i again i've crossed the line micah i am an old man now I, I i didn't i didn't realize there was a double jump in a video game like that i like what's happening should i like be wearing socks and sandals start tucking my shirt into my slacks no one should wear socks i'm wearing sandals. slacks Ah! no just kidding i'm just i'm, I'm not uh, but <laughs> it's it was fun i had a good time with it and also played a lot more spelunky too and uh, i decided that game sucks 
<laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> you finally, you finally reached enlightenment. I, I, I am addicted. It's so fun, but I get so close and yet so far with my no money runs. Still have not been able to finish a run with no money. Always something absolutely dumb happens, like an explosion offside, and then a gem comes flying at me. And I'm like, how was I supposed to dodge that? <laughs> I didn't even cause the thing to explode. Just got to uh, train your reflexes. Yeah, I guess so. Dodge a million mile an hour gold bars flying at your head. Um, needless to say, I wish I could collect money as easily in real life as I do accidentally in Spelunky 2. Imagine you walk down the street and you're like, how did these $5,000 get in my pocket? <laughs> what the? Dang it, I collected money again. <laughs> it's got a 5000 that, that That would be pretty cool. I was going to say $5,000 bill. Like that's a real thing that you, <laughs> that you can collect in one, one bill. I also played some Mario strikers and uh, I'm getting better. I think I only lost 50% of the time. Oh, that's pretty good. Well, when I only played like four games, so two, two wins, two losses. Uh, but yeah, and uh, our club is doing very well. So uh, to all of our podcast buddies out there with your clubs, that you think you think you guys are gonna win the you're not because we're winning. I don't know what else to tell you. I don't know exactly how that works, but we're winning. Or what, or what we are winning? Uh, pride and gloating rights. I'd say we're the best. We're the best Nintendo podcast in Strikers. And hopefully, a bunch of those fancy silver coins to deck out our uh, field. Yeah, yeah. I actually need to spend those. We have more than enough to uh spend on things and i think people can vote on those which is pretty cool yeah vote um, for which one they want it shows up with a little heart i'm seeing a lot of comments on that game i'm seeing a lot of talk around the game and people saying this is half-baked like nintendo stop releasing half-baked sports games but micah i've had a change of heart after last week's episode, what you said resonated with me. Uh, I, I, you should say it because I still can't say it properly, but that it's just, it's a sports game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you buy a sports game to play sports. And what comes to mind is FIFA. Like, no one buys FIFA and they're like, what the heck? All you do in this game is play soccer. Yeah. <laughs> it's a sports game. You, you play the sport yeah I, I like well i mean a little extra modes said, will be nice but i mean after you said that last week i was just like huh he's right <laughs> like i don't know what we were expecting exactly uh i i do i do think that there could be more content and to me it still feels like maybe this isn't worth the same as like a full price game but what what is you know like what what does what does value even mean what is what is that I don't I don't know. I don't know what what is worth sixty dollars and what isn't worth sixty dollars. And it's, it's arbitrary. Very subjective. Yeah. And for some people I think this game is worth it. But I think for a lot of people it's not. That's that's kind of the consensus I'm seeing online. But just yeah, just keep that in mind. It's a sports game. And it's it's for that. Um besides that, I got the deep into fall guys 
Yeah, we play. We actually played quite a bit of Fall Guys together. We played some on stream. Uh, that launched this last Tuesday. I think it was Thursday. It was yesterday, was it? No, that's not when it launched. What? Oh, the game. I thought I was yeah. like, why are you saying such weird uh, wording for we played yesterday and also getting the date <laughs> oh, oh, wrong? Oh no, yeah, we played <laughs> yesterday, but it launched this last Tuesday, and it was it was a, a bit of a rocky launch, I'd say. There were a lot of disconnects for a lot of people. I didn't personally experience a ton of disconnects from and getting booted from matches or not being able to get into matches maybe because I was playing later in the day. But but you and I experienced it a little bit when we played co-op, like our party stuff messing up. Yeah, we and had to restart like some... the game a couple times. You and got booted you know for what? an activity. Yes, I did, in the middle of a match. I was like, what's happening? And I was just be like teleporting on and off the stage, and then it was like, you have been kicked due to inactivity. What? <laughs> I was in the middle of the game playing. That was weird. But, you know, I think these things are normal for a free-to-play game that is it already had a popular following behind it. Uh, and for it going from where it was at to free-to-play, I think it was just... It's like when Fortnite launched on the Switch, you know? It's like bound to be tons of servers. Or anytime there's a new season event in Fortnite, it just gets overloaded. But they don't want to have... Like, it's a dilemma for these game companies because they don't want to have all these extra servers that they're paying for. They'll get used once. That'll get used every season. Once, yeah. So, like, I I don't know exactly what the solution is to that, other than the queue system, which they seem to have most most places have implemented some sort of line that you get in. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It's a downside to this style of game, and uh, maybe just wait a little bit, and it it all balances out. That's what I've been playing this week, Micah. What have you been playing? Uh, a lot of the same things. Uh, also played Fall Guys, like you mentioned. I did play a little bit by myself and did manage to get a crown and yeah. have since decided to never play solo ever again. Because oh. I'll never top that experience. Well, but you need to get more crowns to get all the cool crown rewards. Uh, yeah, but you can get those by uh, being in parties. You get crown shards or whatever they're card called, and there aren't as many of them. You don't get as many per win, but yeah, if you get a win, it's like half of yeah, of a crown. With duos, it's like just over half or something, and then mm-hmm. a squad's a little over a fourth or something like that. Um, you have to share the crown. You have to divide exactly it, break it up <laughs> in little pieces and divide it out. Yep, that's that's what it's like. Besides that, played some Mario Strikers. I still think Boom Boom is the worst goalie in the world when he's on my team. Oh yeah, hard logic. agree. <laughs> I just, I just, I, I just need to know more about how scoring on Boom Boom works. No, I think Boom Boom just needs to do a better job. I miss uh, good old Croc from the from the other ones. He he was not this bad. Boom Boom's the yeah. worst. I, yeah, it's like. When someone just like runs up a little bit and they're still like 
closer to the midfield line than they are the goal and they just like do this quick shot i feel like even if it goes into the corner boom boom should stop that mm. i want people when they score on me to have to do these like great perfect pass perfect shot things which are the things i always go for but then they just get blocked anyways yeah i don't understand i'm yeah. like man i feel like i set up the shot so well and boom boom's just like no nah. <laughs> i'm just gonna hold it here Meanwhile, Peach is like, I'm going to kick this from midfield. And Boom Boom's like, I don't know what to do. Let me slap it back to them. But I feel like that's more of a a failure of my understanding on the game, which it has it has improved. I, I feel like you just don't need to try so hard to get the perfect shot in that game. Just yeah. take more semi-decent shots. Mm-hmm. Seems to work better. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I I'm gleaning from my playthroughs as well. It's like I I tend to like mix it up, go for those quick shots uh, quite a bit. But you know, if the opportunity is there, try and get some power shots in. Yeah, th- th- those do work. But boom, boom tends to like get into better position and become a better computer. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, oh, they're charging time. a shot. I better get ready. Oh, I better get ready. Yeah. 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 So what I kind of like to do is I run into the, the corner of their field area and then try and pass mid. And that sometimes pulls boom boom out to create an opening. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, it's a good but strategy. then you always get tacked. Then I always just get tackled into the fence though. I had one have you had games where you're up by one and you have the ball and you just stall out the clock? <laughs> I I did that on a on a win because it was like I I had I had, had like three straight losses. It's like I just need I just need I it. just need a win. So I I just passed it around on my end of the field, and they like weren't sure if they should go for it or not. And then and then I charged forward with like and and made a shot, you know, like a buzzer beater shot. Like I'll try. Yeah. Um. When I am in the lead, I tend, I don't necessarily just like stay back on my fields on my side, but I do uh, try and line up for the better shots and take Mm. my time passing around to draw people out. I I don't rush it as much. Yeah, it's the way to do it. Mario Strikers, Mario Strikers, we're we're in it. Nintendo Pals Club, best club, (laughs) best Nintendo club. Um, you know, what's interesting, like, is that when you defeat someone or get defeated by someone, you can like pull up the club code. So I, I wonder, because I don't exactly know if like everyone in our club is in the Nintendo Pals community. I assume so because I recognize almost all the names. (laughs) Uh, and, and we also have like a ton of people that, are not maybe in the discord, but that do follow and, and, and listen to the show. But if you aren't, aren't in the discord, you should join it. Cause it's awesome. Uh, but, but I wonder if people are like bailing when they get beat by, <laughs> by a club, they're like, well, I'm going to go join this other club. That's winning a lot more. Uh, yeah, like that people, is something you can the, do. <laughs> yeah. The people I've been facing have not been thinking that. They're like, <laughs> I want to face this club again because they are terrible. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I'm still hopeful that we see more info on content being added into the game. I, they have said that they will be adding stuff, so I'd like to see that soon, like at least 
yeah, some, give us a little something. tease at least. Some new characters, new features. I don't know. That'd be that would be nice. Well, <clears throat> anything else you want to highlight? You've been playing this week? Well, just my customary uh, few matches of uh, Rocket League. This season, this season—it's a new season. Did you get the pass? I did. After like the third game I played, I was like, "Oh, wait a second! I haven't gotten the the rocket pass yet." Yep. Think of remember all the unique names they have for battle passes and things. Yeah, now we're they've got the Fall Guys one. Is that I don't just know called? What that's called? I think it's just called Season Pass. Um, we're we're both sense. we're both like slightly thinking about getting that. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I do think cool. the costumes they have in that are pretty cool. Yeah. And they look like a lot of fun, but I'm not really a spend money on cosmetics kind of guy. Yeah. I'm a, I'll play this game long enough until a friend buys these passes for me. So AKA a terrible <laughs> friend is what is what Mike. <laughs> not a terrible friend, a moocher, a classic mooching friend. Someone who's very uh, effective with their money. I don't know if that's the right terminology to use. <laughs> Money pension, Micah. That's what I'm just we call it. Hel- I'm just very helpful to my friends. They're like, man, it's his birthday coming up. I have no idea what to get him. So I just battle need pass. these. Uh, I mean, you can. There are these battle passes. You can. There you go. Every, everybody knows what to get Micah for his birthday. Or this you can next just year. give me money. That's cool too. I accept <laughs> all gifts. Oh well, Micah. <clears throat> If that's all you've been playing, I guess we can move to the next segment of our show. Hmm. Yes. And before we move on to the segment after this next segment, <laughs> this does count as a segment, right? I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know what this is. It's an ad read. That's what it is. Yes, this, this in this in between segment, not a segment thing. Uh, yeah, we're going to tell you about our sponsor here. Yes, support for Nintendo Pals is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. And we know we have a, a bunch of Zelda fans here, and uh, we know how, how much y'all love uh, chopping bushes. Oh, and yeah. Lucky for you, Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for trimming the bush that grows on your body. Yes, it's true. And like Link in The Legend of Zelda, you can make sure you got a variety of equipment. And in this case, you can do that with the performance package. In it, you'll find the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker, the ear and nose hair trimmer, the Crop Preserver deodorant for down under, and the Crop Reviver toner. All very good smelling. It's... uh like i'm i'm the kind of guy that like goes to the the deodorant section at the store when i if 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 i need to pick out a new deodorant um i like smell them all and I, i'm a little picky I don't, I don't like i don't like how a lot of them smell very deodoranty if that makes any sense and then some of them just smell like soap um Manscaped products smell very good. Like I, I'd, I'd say that they have a very, uh, a, a good balance, and they just make you smell nice. Yeah. And if you're looking for other bathroom goods, Manscaped has you covered with a variety of products, including shampoo, lip balm, 
and other deodorants for your feet and your pits. Nice. Yes. Uh, armpits, speaking, speaking of armpits, Micah, can I tell you a terrible, can I tell you a terrible story? <laughs> oh, I'm definitely ready uh, for this. <clears throat> I was like, not digging the, the hair in the armpit. Right. So I was like, I, and I, I didn't like shaving because of the prickly, the prickly feeling that you get. So like I decided in a sensitive area. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I decided I would wax my armpits. Absolutely terrible idea. For one, I had it up and I was trying to it's trying to get the wax off and it it wasn't coming, y'all. And it was like it was painful, it was awful. So I put my arm down. I was like, man, this is isn't working. And then guess what? It hardened. <laughs> and my armpit got like stuck together. <laughs> was a terrible experience but since you've got the manscaped lawnmower 4.0 i use that and it actually like the chafing is not there and uh has helped keep keep that hair at a reasonable manageable length i like i i don't i don't like hair it's gross i don't like it uh and and that's like one of the spots where bad for me anyway that's my terrible that's my terrible waxing story have you don't ever considered wax shaving your, your eyebrows? <laughs> no, it's extra I, I hair you it. don't need. <laughs> yes, yes. <clears throat> yeah, so uh, you can join over four million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer: twenty percent off and free worldwide shipping with the code NPALS at Manscaped.com. That's right. That is N P A L S at Manscaped.com. Have fun chopping them bushes, y'all. <laughs> yes, and be sure to click the link. <laughs> That's a Zelda pun, folks. Uh, below for a quick link to where you can use our code and pals. All right, now on to the next segment of our show. Let's talk the Nintendo news. All right, Micah, we got a lot of news to cover this week. <clears throat> Let's start with the bad news, all right? We get, we got a bit of bad news here. The developers of Knights of the Old Republic 2, the port on Switch, have admitted to a bug mean, making it so the game is currently not completable. And this is the team, uh, Aspire, was the team that ported Knights of the Old Republic 2 on, onto the Switch. Uh, basically, after a cutscene, after a certain cutscene uh, that is required for the story to progress, the game crashes, and there were complaints about it online. And they put out that they are aware and are working on a patch. And who knows? By now, that patch may be out, but that's a bit of a bummer that that yeah, got released in that state. <laughs> yeah, it's a really uh, odd bug to have like made it through testing where it just literally just crashes the game. Like, did none of the testers play through the entire game? Just, uh... Yeah, it's it's about halfway through the game. I mean, Knights of the Old Republic and Knights of the Old Republic 2 are long games. They're, they're RPGs, right? But, I mean, if you're making a game, putting it, like, you play test the entire thing, right? Like, like you, you, don't, you, you don't just, like, 
skip to the parts that you want to play. Like you need to play through the entire game in order for it to successfully pass a play test. I don't know how that happened. Don't know how that one made it by. Yeah, who knows? Maybe some uh, last minute polishing somehow broke something. Messed it up. Yeah, that could totally be the case. So, yeah, you take the next news item. Uh, Yeah, No Man's Sky arrives on the Nintendo Switch October 7th with a physical version available at most retailers. Um... Yeah, I'm I'm really excited about this. It's it's going to get like just basically a regular mass release. And uh I'm definitely going to be picking up a physical copy. Yes. I I definitely prefer having a physical copy even mm-hmm. though uh digital copies of games are so convenient. <laughs> true, true. Yeah, I, if I, I get I, one more game I'll have to get a bigger like uh case. Bring all oh man, I have me. this. I have this awesome case. I, I have plans to make a video going over different Switch cases because there's a lot of options out there. I have so many games, y'all. Like I have filled up. Uh, you can't see it here because my kids have been playing a lot of games, so they're in all the Switches. But <laughs> we yeah, got like these two that fit in my case. Uh, this holds 48 games, and it's in the case. And it's like a, a hard case, the size of a, a it's it's actually yes. almost the exact size of a DS. Yeah. Every I time I my, see it, I my brain immediately jumps to a DS. Yeah. So that's that's nice. Uh, there there is the the danger of this is like if we lose this, that's rough. That's that that will be very rough. So which it has been misplaced around the house several times, and I am always like. We have to find that. <laughs> that has everything in it. That's not true, though, because we do have... I, I'd say, like, half of my library is digital. Everything indie is digital, essentially. And then yeah. first party and major releases are all physical. Every game that's relatively small, I feel like I go digital. Yep. But I couldn't, I couldn't go digital with Mario Strikers just because the art is so good. Oh, yeah. What a great Classic. case. Yeah. And then it opens up and it looks even better. I definitely showed this off like last week, I'm pretty sure, or the week before, but I love it so much. Yeah, that is very cool. You could like, you get, you can pull the sleeve out and put it a, facing the other way, have like a, a secondary cover. Oh, man. I'm going to have to do that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> next news item Pokemon released episode three of Hisui and Snow. I somehow missed episode two. Yeah, I, I saw it came out, but I think I might just wait for all of them to come out. Cause they they seem really short. Yeah, I don't know how uh, connected they are, actually, but I definitely forget what happened in the previous ones by the time it's, the new one comes out. It's not really like an episode. Like, from what I'm seeing, it's not really like it's not like the, the Pokemon anime. Like, oh, I'm going to watch yeah. a show. It's more of like just a very artsy showcase like look at how good we are at animation (laughs) like look at this beautiful animation like like short short film animation type stuff i think they look good speaking of looking good though we got in this next next item here uh you can look good in splatoon with some new hairstyles i just took that transition and ran with it it's the next point below that so one, Micah. Have, you're looking at the notes. He's so confused. I am. 
<laughs> I've lost. You're talking about looking good, and this seems to be about sounding good. <laughs> no, no, no. Looking good. The new hairstyles that are shown for the Splatoon character customization. Oh, I found it. I found it. <laughs> I missed it. There are also some uh, new hairstyles shown for character yeah. customization, in case you're wondering. Well, you, I, you can talk about sounding good. If you want to look good, you can also sound good. Splatoon 3 band stuff. Yeah, the Splatoon band off the hook seems to have scattered a few new members and reformed as an act calling itself Damp Socks featuring off the hook. Oh, yeah, Damp Socks. That is the grossest thing I can. I I mean, it's very unique, I guess. Uh, But you can listen to their uh, hot new single, Candy Coated Rocks. There you go. Yeah, it's available now uh, on on the web. Yeah, that's it's I I think Splatoon is just just oozes style <laughs> in everything. Like the music's really good. The character designs are really cool. The clothing like the, the hairstyle. It seriously looked like a fashion magazine where they're like, look at yeah. these new hairstyles for your character. I'm like, what what are they doing over there? Like, why do these characters look like models what is happening how did they make these tentacles into hair that just looks so good yeah yeah exactly what is what is going on um but yeah there you go splatoon 3 it's 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 on its way and i'm pretty excited for it i'm definitely are you picking up splatoon 3 i think that Uh, that one's a yes is the plan i really enjoyed the first one but no one i knew got it so I held off on getting the second because yeah. not very many people I knew were getting it. But, but now we know lots of people. One. Now we know lots of people that are getting the third one. Oh, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a time in the Nintendo Pals community. So if you're looking for Splatoon community, come hang out with us. Link star discord are in the description of every episode and they should work. <laughs> if they don't, let me know. Oh, man, I felt so bad that we had a broken link forever, but it's it's working now. <laughs> Um, Pokemon Snap dropped on the NSO app for the N64 online. And that is the end of the known games coming to N64 online. Remember when they first launched and announced it, they were like, more games will be coming. And they showed a list of games. And this is the last one. Will we get more? We don't know. We're hoping. Uh, Data mines have found evidence that there will be more. But until Nintendo says anything, we know nothing. And uh, yeah, that's just the way it is. Uh, Pokemon Snap is a great game. We'll talk about this more when we get to the Community Corner Pal Topic part of the episode. Because... We got we we got some things to say about Pokemon Snap. Yeah, and I'll probably mention it even more next week in the What You Playing section. Oh yes, yeah, because it's out now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and on to the next news item. Uh, Variety talked with Chris Pratt to ask about the upcoming Mario movie, with and the actor described his take on Mario as unlike anything you have heard in the Mario world before. I don't know what that means. I don't know. what. That, does that mean he's just going to be himself? 
I have not heard Chris Pratt <laughs> in Pratt's the like, Mario world. I worked before. very hard and a long time on perfecting this Mario voice, and it's just him talking normal. Yeah. I mean, he was the voice actor for uh, Emmett From the in the Lego, Lego movie. movie. Yeah, so it was basically skin. that was basically just him with a lot more energy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like him, but he drank a couple monsters before recording every day. Like, woohoo! You know, like, so I, I, I wonder if that, if that'll be it. We'll just get Chris Pratt. That's like kind of hyper. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, well, I would be a little I, nervous, but as, so far, all I've heard is that Nintendo really likes it. So. What does that mean? Miyamoto's like, this is perfect. The real question is, did uh, Nintendo really like the uh, Mario Bros. movie when it came out? No, they didn't. Okay. Uh, They distanced themselves from that one pretty quick, I think. But did they only Um, distance once they found out everyone else didn't like it? They distanced themselves by, yeah, yeah, probably. They distanced themselves by about like 30 plus years. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We won't even talk about it. It doesn't exist. Yeah, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful this will be good. I, I think Chris Pratt is a decent actor. He, I've, decent. Like, he, he's a good actor. He's been cast in a lot of stuff. Seems like he's the current, like, action hero guy. Uh, but he's also done... He's done several voice acting parts. And those have been good, in my opinion. So, I think... I think he'll do a good job with it. He likes Mario. You know, he he shared the story about he played Mario growing up as a kid and just has a big connection with the character. So it's not like someone who is like anti-gaming or, or hates that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah that'd be a questionable hiring decision. Yeah. Like, Who's <laughs> like, this uh, Mario guy? Yeah. Um. <clears throat> All right, Micah. So now onto the big news items here. We've got two directs we're going to talk about. A direct by Nintendo and a direct by the team at Wholesome Direct. But first, let's talk about the Nintendo Direct. There was a Nintendo Direct this week. Was it what we were expecting? No, it was it was not what we were expecting. It was a Xenoblade Chronicles 3 Direct. Not a summer E3 style, like all games, but uh, a direct focus solely on one game. This is about 20 minutes of information covering a variety of topics. Um, it started off talking about new story elements. Uh, like, like this is, this is the world that these characters live in. Interesting concepts. It felt like I said at the time, it felt very, uh, high fantasy Brandon Sanderson esque. He he does a lot of that kind of like blended sci fi and fantasy in in his books. Um, and this one was interesting because it definitely has this vibe of like the rulers slash like gods of the world are kind of terrible. <laughs> uh, the people in the world only have a ten year lifespan, and they spend most of that fighting in wars and they the they as they die that feeds these giant clock things <laughs> so they they're like absorbed their spirits are absorbed by uh the opposing giant clock things 
and is very it's very weird i a, like a very post-apocalyptic war-torn world but at the same time the world is very pretty and has a lot of forest and interesting spots to explore uh anything you want to highlight on the story aspect of it Micah? um i mean i guess it yeah it seems they have a lot of technology and whatnot but it mostly plays out in a more like fantasy way yeah yeah that's that's exactly right you were like i see lasers everywhere but everybody has swords <laughs> yeah the, and, then, and then we saw like a single guy with with a like a laser gun yeah <laughs> like that I, guy got the be better choosing deal the guns no, <laughs> yeah. Why, well, yeah why would you ever choose a sword over a gun unless you're like uh, a jedi and then you we find out that the characters are you know they're from opposing i, I think we knew this already they're they're from there's three characters from there are six characters in total three from each opposing army inside and they come together and then a guy's like no don't fight each other anymore and then they they're like oh Stop. okay we'll te- we'll team up and we'll go to the giant sword that's the that's the plan um so they're they're gonna head to a giant sword in the middle of the ground somewhere i don't i don't know where that is but it's huge it's like 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 a mountain <laughs> um and from there, it went into a deep dive into the new character class system in the game, which there are a lot of options. There's a ton of classes that you can get among the six starting characters. Each of them has their own class. You've got your sword fighter. You got your uh, healer. You got your range. You got your your like tank. They have a class called Ogre, which I think is also like a tank. Yeah. But... Uh, and then they had like a class where you use paper. What is it called? It's not paper mache, paper uh, I, I origami. Or, like... Airplanes is what kept going. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like this like weird origami magic. And uh I will say that that character is probably my favorite so far. Uh, the the guy with the glasses. The lines. Is, uh, I don't remember his name, but it was like the the guy we turns like help. we'll need we'll need you, and he just turns like, <laughs> of course, <laughs> so, <laughs> like it's so dramatic. Oh man, and and you can just tell that the dialogue is going to be very, very anime, very over the top, maybe a little corny, but but good, you know? <laughs> um, so look, looking forward to looking forward to that aspect of it. But the class system seems to be very much tied to the clothes you're wearing. Yeah. So if you change a character's class, they get, they get the option to be in that outfit that that character has. So he can get everybody matching red jackets. And uh, that's cool. Matching clothes is always cool. Yeah, and I think they actually, I might just be making this up. I think they said you can just like choose the clothing you want without having to yeah. have the class effect. Yep. Yeah, it, it looked it looked interesting. And so each of the characters can have different classes and um, then they can combine, but, and they make these Ouroboro monster things, but only one of them is in control and... 
depending on which person you pick to be in control, the Ouroboros has different abilities and powers. It's interesting. Looks it looks there there's a lot of combinations of things because not only do you have your six starting classes and characters, but you get an extra member of the party that is a hero character and they have their own unique class and as you recruit more of those they're they're not in your immediate party but they're an option in your party at all times you can like swap them in and out but you unlock those classes and can all of your characters can have those classes and there were just there were a ton i i like and, and we like they flashed all these skill trees and relationship trees and combo yeah, things. I, it seemed to show some like relationship diagram, and it was the most complicated thing I'd ever seen in my life. Well, relationships are complicated, Micah. You know, like it's, it's very realistic in that regard. <laughs> no, I I I, I agree. It, there was like points where you like it would flash that on screen. You'd be like, it it was it was like opening a book of like a textbook for calculus. And just like going, oh yeah, like flashing that on screen and then putting it away. And you're like, what? Did, what was I just? I don't even know. I understood I, nothing. I did not understand anything that just happened there. Uh, and that's the last bullet point I have under here. Is I actually just wrote out. It looks complicated. Uh, the fights. There was so much happening on the screen, and so many numbers and dials just and dialogues. Numbers. It was like, oh yeah, if you love numbers. Mm, you're gonna have a good time here. That's for sure. I I didn't know. I I was like, this looks so intense. Uh, the best way I could describe it, and I have heard the gameplay of Xenoblade described this way, is it's like an MMO, like Warcraft, uh, World of Warcraft, but you have a full party that you control instead of just one character. So it's a little bit of that auto attack type stuff to it but also like using your specials and combos and different things to to do stuff so it's, it's a very action command oriented system that's how the series has been but it's been different each time in pretty drastic ways so far so we'll see how how it really plays it, it, you really can't get a feel in the trailer it was like here's a taste like a little a little drop and that little drop had so much potent yeah it's like they just threw you in the ocean of the game (laughs) yes yes but it's so potent that you're like i don't i don't even like i don't i don't know what's happening so i i I don't think there's really a good way to gauge it until you're actually playing (laughs) if that makes any sense that Uh, we're just not very good at games anymore we might be getting too old for these kinds of we're too, we're too complex old. new games coming out <laughs> so that's xenoblade chronicles uh direct that we had this week is it's pretty cool i i like the focused directs i will say you know xenoblade is not my thing exactly um for me this made me go i don't know maybe i will lean a little bit to not picking this up uh but for the fans of the series, which we have a ton of in our community, they were absolutely pumped. They loved it. And I think that's a win. I, th- I think it did what it was designed to do. Pump up the fans. I, I give it a, a zero out of 10 for having no Metroid Prime 4 news. Well, it's got to have more than a zero. What about that infinite spinning boss? Oh, you're right. No, back <laughs> to 10. Oh, that was the most <laughs> incredible thing I've ever seen in my life. Some like they used like the, the bad guys dude. just like up 
spinning and we're and you were like he's still going he's still going i think he did like 10 and then it just cut to something else he didn't even like land or anything they had to cut to something <laughs> right. else because i think if he still backflipping if you're getting punched so hard that you're doing 10 backflips in midair i think it's over you're dead, you're dead. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so let's incredible Let's uh, well, wait, 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 let me let me cut back backtrack a little bit here. There, there was some discussion on on Discord, which I thought was interesting. And we'll talk about what, what you think about this, that maybe this game. Uh, I, I, I definitely agree with this point. I think this game is noticeably the, the weather's less, a little colder. The, yes, you know exactly where I'm going with this. The weather's a little colder. The clothes the the characters are a little less scantily clad as uh, Xenoblade Two, and um, maybe not as like I I don't I don't know what to say. like I, I I always called it fan servicey like that's that's the term I I would use like it's not as fan servicey not as not as waifu-y or husbandoy that's that's the that's the opposite term. I'm, I'm learning new words, Micah. Like I sound, so, I sound like such an old man right now. But <clears throat> I agree. I, I think this game looks a lot more tame. <laughs> and yeah. for me, that's a bonus. I, I, I actually like that was a major for, for me for Xenoblade Two. I was like, eh, I don't know if I want to play that <laughs> because that doesn't exactly look family friendly. But yeah, I mean. Maybe I'm a little closed minded, but besides just it not being family friendly, I feel like a lot of media that employs tactics like that, that's like the whole reason why you would watch it. They tend to just not or play it or whatever. They just tend to not be that good. That's their hook. They're like, here are these scantily clad people. So play the game. Which is a problem because Xenoblade 2 is actually a really good game. Like like the gameplay and the world, uh, people love it. So it just it it just feels like it's matched with a little bit of that cheap cheap tactic, you know what I mean? Like not not cheap, but uh, <laughs> I don't I don't know what to, I don't know what to I don't know what to call it, what to say, what what it is. But yeah, uh, I think that this looks more like a blend of Xenoblade Chronicles one art style and two's art style. This is somewhere in the middle, but leans a little bit more towards one. And part of that, I think, is due to the much more serious backstory and like plot of the world. With like these characters are like on a time limit for their lives in constant war. It would be a little weird with Xenoblade 2's art style to have that sort of like really dark plot. I mean, it totally could happen, but it it just feels like it lends itself to taking it a bit more seriously. I don't know. Yeah. I'm honestly still surprised that Xenoblade 2 just went up and are like, yeah, this is Nintendo first party. Like it just feels so not Nintendo for 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 the fan service <laughs> type stuff. I I don't know. Like I like Miyamoto's like, yeah, sure. Yeah, that that works. <laughs> like, go go for it. <laughs> Let's put him in Smash Bros. Like, why not? <laughs> Yeah, it's it's funny, uh, but yeah, I'm I'm excited. I th- I think that the, I I like the direction it's going with with the with the art style, maybe making a little bit more tame approach. Maybe not for everybody. Maybe some people really prefer the Xenoblade Chronicles two art style. And you know what? Power to you. 
whatever floats your boat or your Xenoblade, whatever floats your Xenoblade. Let's move on to the wholesome direct, (laughs) completely 180-ing it from this discussion. The wholesome direct. Uh, Micah, did you sit down and watch the wholesome direct? Of course I did. Yeah, uh uh-huh. Micah did not watch the wholesome direct. I can't believe you think I would not watch this wholesome direct. I watched this wholesome direct from start to finish. And let me tell you, there are a lot of games. I have them all listed out here. a lot of birds. (laughs) <laughs> there are a lot of birds, 30 of them in one game. <laughs> um, I have them all listed out here, but there is no way we can go through these one by one. There's just too many. I highly recommend this presentation. If you're looking for a good presentation during this whole not E3 games announcement season, this is my favorite by far. So far, out of all the ones I've watched, this is the best one. The pacing is phenomenal. All right. They they do a this this is basically a an indie direct. It's it's like that same type of of pacing and same caliber, but it's a little bit longer. I think this was I what you cut that intro segment that they they had that was like before it actually starts. It's like someone drawing with some music. Uh, I think it's like a little less than an hour long, like fifty minutes. Yeah, I think so. So it's like a there. longer indie indie showcase and indie world by Nintendo. And I I I I almost would say that they did a better job with pacing than even indie world does. Like the games don't they don't stick on games too long. It's very short, rapid succession, game after game after game. Um and all of them are pretty good looking. So I'll we'll go through and talk about the ones that I can remember because there are so many. Um, so going down the list, I do remember they showed off little bear chef, which looks like you play it's, it's kind of chibi, chibi robo. Uh, and they like, but you're a a little bear and you're cooking things in a kitchen kind of, kind of had that vibes a little bit, but not really, (laughs) if that makes any sense at all. Um, that one looked interesting. Lumberjack. And that one is out now. I believe it is out on Nintendo Switch. And you play as a bear that is taking out human technology because you want to return the forest to its natural ways. And you slap sense into dumb humans. That 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 was one of the things. Interesting. So, like, when you see a person, you slap them. Like you, your bear just slaps them and then they go, Oh, and they, they suddenly they are more heart. Yeah. They're more environmentally conscious. And that is, uh, it, I mean, if I got slapped by a bear, I'd probably consider being a little uh, bit think, better to the environment. I think the first thing I would do actually would be to die, <laughs> but it, it's starting it's to sound little, like you just no, really want to play a game as a bear, a little, a little tap. Yeah, those are two games with bears that I yeah, I remember. Uh, <laughs> that one was interesting. Um, keep on going down the list here. 30 Birds. Now, this one had a very unique art style to me. It, it looked kind of like a stained glass painting come to life almost. 
very painterly. And yeah, that's, that's what stood out to me about that one. Um, other than that, I, I can't tell you what the game was about, but it looked cool. Probably involved birds, I'd assume. Stop me if there's any that you want to talk about as well, Micah. I mean, I have watched this whole direct, so there are <laughs> quite a few that uh, stood out to me. The next one that stood out to me was Mail Time, which you play as a mail delivery mushroom. You 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 are a mushroom person, and it looked very much like Wind Waker. So that one looks really cool. I think you you would dig the art style and direction for that one because I know you're a big Wind Waker fan. Yeah, and that male minigame in Wind Waker is one of the best parts of the entire game. So, Yeah, they were like, let's make a whole game out of it. I don't know if it follows the exact same types of... It, it definitely doesn't use the minigame. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. But they, they, they definitely look like they to be, to be inspired by that. Um... Then there's a walk with Yaya, which I only remember because you and I talked about it last week, and I learned that that's how you spell Yaya. Yeah, it's uh, it was not the way I imagined. Because that kind of became my niece's nickname for their grandma, which would also be my mother. I don't know why I said that so weird. <laughs> <laughs> we found out that's how it's spelled, and we're like, huh, that's uh, interesting. It's like a real thing. Um, there was Chicken Journey where you play as a chicken. That one was was just like, oh, you play as a chicken. In- interesting. And you're learning who came first, the chicken or the egg. Solving the great but, mysteries of the world. Uh, but, I mean, I think we all know which came first. It's obviously the chicken. If oh, really? And that's we're talking eggs in general. But if we're talking chicken eggs, because if the egg came first, there would have been no chicken to sit on the egg to hatch it. Oh, I think these things through. I mean, (laughs) it's like really waiting for some real logic there. And you brought it. That's that's I'm not disappointed. Uh, Several games shown off, you know, uh, Calico was shown again because it's got some DLC. But this one was interesting. Paper Animal RPG. And it's the art style of Paper Mario. But like, but with the gameplay of like Pokemon and the of of Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, I was just the Mystery Dungeon series. It they they describe the maps as like little board games, and you travel around the board games on like a grid system and fight in turn based ish combat. Which cool idea. I, th- th- this is actually one. I feel like this. They had something about this before this wholesome direct, I think. So I, I haven't like seen I knew it about. I feel like I'd known about this one, but the, yeah, this one actually stood out to me. Looks pretty good. And then I'm thinking of some other RPG that has animals. Next one that stood bug fables. <laughs> besides bug fables, yeah, yeah. The next one that stood out to me was Love Burb. And it's just funny because you play as a bird that is trying to date, find a new bird. And uh, you do the whole, like, uh, what's the app? Tinder, Tinder for birds. 
you like swipe to the different sides and then it's a rhythm game where you do uh a mating a bird dance yeah yeah yep you do you do a dance on the date with the other bird and the dialogue looked hilarious just the whole premise looked really funny so that's one i'll keep an eye on I, i i think that one looked pretty funny then let's uh, definitely highlight Coffee Talk Episode 2. Coffee Talk is a game I, I haven't personally played, but I know our friends over at the All End Podcast really like that game and had nothing but good things to say about it. Um, <clears throat> and it takes place in our old stomping grounds of Seattle. Basically, the premise of those games, or uh, of Coffee Talk... Mean? Of course, it's a coffee game. It has to take place in Seattle. That's true. That's true. The premise of Coffee Talk is that it's in Seattle in this weird alternate dimension with a lot of diverse types of creatures with like fantasy elements. So there's like elves and ogres and monster creatures and uh, you run a coffee shop and it's like a making coffee but also a conversation simulator (laughs) and the stories are just really well done it seems like a really cool game i i feel like like i'm seeing names of games on here and i'm like i i recognize the name and i feel like i remember it being cool but i don't remember it because there's just so many games in this presentation yeah you, you can't remember it all frog gun which is why i've forgotten so many of them from when i watched it yeah <laughs> frog gun where you're you have a grapple gun that's a frog it's and that frog is your best friend so yeah sounds we, like i mean we should start like we should start cool our own game friend. we should start our own game nintendo pals and uh like i'll be i'll be like a gun and you 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 walk around and carry carry me around and I, what would I do? My, well, I, guess I was I, actually thinking I'd be the gun, and when you shoot me, I would just it would just shoot comments that I say of things like "Ocarina of Time isn't that good," and it hurts. It people. shoots. It hurts you with words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "Oh, my childhood!" Fall uh, over. Come with I don't think I could use that gun. Be against <laughs> my moral code. You uh, do the pacifist <clears throat> run. The pacifist route, <laughs> and it showed. Uh, there, there was another game, Garden Witch Life, which I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, was a like it's kind of a, a a farm simulator that was kind of Halloweeny themed. Looked nice, but then it showed Ooblets, and Micah, let me tell you. I'm even more excited for Ooblets after that trailer than I was already uh, day one purchasing Ooblets when it comes to the Nintendo Switch. It's just so funny looking. It looks so great. And it showed so many like random scenes. Like there's a part where they're in like a server room with all these computers and technology and things are just exploding everywhere. And then it cuts to a battle where it looks like your Ooblets are like digitized. And I'm like, I wonder if there's like, like, that is would there be any interesting. connection between these two scenes? <laughs> yeah, it's just like, what's the story going on here? I'm very excited You're, for this You game. released the Ooblets from, that were trapped in the servers. In the servers. Yeah, I, I just am very excited for, for that game. It's 
so stylish and so goofy and just looks so fun. I, I everybody check out Ooblets. <sighs> All right, now moving moving down here. Um, Skatebird looks really good, and another one of them bird games. Isn't that already out? I want to say that this was a trailer for an update, and one of the updates is now you can play as an Among Us crewmate, not a bird, or are they a bird? Now we know. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> so yeah, you can play. I mean, they do have that like uh, cracked egg skin thing you can get yeah. for Among Us. So I know, I don't know. They they might be birds under there. Uh, the, then there was like, I'm like looking through here, Paper Trail, if I remember correctly, was a game where you like fold papers. It's a puzzle solving game, fold papers to get to different dungeons, like the, the map itself folds and that's how you can traverse. Passport Toot 2, I, I, I think, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. You paint pictures for people and that one looked really cool too i, I don't know if it's a uh, i mean you said toot and i feel like that can't be the correct pronunciation i just copied it from the the website so I, maybe i'm not <laughs> uh passport passport out passparte it might be french ah yes i don't know if that's how it would be pronounced in french though <laughs> Freshly Frosted, a puzzle game where you make donuts. But it's all in the mind of the person that is making the donuts. They use it as a relaxation or like focusing exercise. So you can also use it as a focusing exercise to help someone else focus. Whoa, that, that would be interesting. You're like, all right, time to channel my inner donut maker. And then let's get to work. <laughs> that's, that's, what we're, that's what we're doing here. Uh, Micah, you might like a frog's tail, which I just because of Chrono Trigger, <laughs> I was like, yeah, frog, it's a frog with a say, sword. It definitely just made me think of Chrono Trigger. <laughs> yeah, it, it the ending scene of it with like a frog with a sword looking out over a cliff was like, that's pretty cool. But I, I don't recall anything else about the game. <laughs> uh, Little Gator game looks really great. But I don't know what it's about from this trailer. I feel like I've seen Little Gator game somewhere else already. And I, I just don't know what it's about. But it looked really funny. And you know what, Micah? We Are OFK returned. Do you remember We Are OFK? Of course. I, I, was, like, I was like, hey, like, that's that one thing. Interactive <laughs> Music. Music story game yes so all this this one didn't show any gameplay trailer it was just the hi wholesome direct viewers i am so and so the lead singer of ofk and this here is my cat hologram thing and, and there was like just like a cat there that was like not it was like kind of sci-fi looking i i, I feel too old to understand what OFK is <laughs> and what they're trying to do, but they were here. But they're doing it. <laughs> but they're doing it, and they're doing it well. Um, and now I'm going through here, and I'm like, I don't remember any of these. 
Doki Toki I do remember because it was like a puzzle game where a girl is looking to meet her true love, but every time she starts thinking about it, time slows down, and then there's like a puzzle to solve in this weird slow-mo time. The only reason I remember it is because her voice was so like anime character little girl sounding like not little girl but like like misty from pokemon no not a good describer i i don't know like the tone of voice the voice actress that was reading whatever for that part was such a a turn from the game before which was tracks of thought i think was a puzzle game and and it was like what is, like it was a slap <laughs> like a whiplash in the presentation like what's happening what is going on and that's the only reason i remember that one all right and i think that's that's all i want to highlight the last game that they closed out with is a game called melatonin and it is rhythm heaven fever like that's that's what it's going for. It's it's going to be a, a rhythm heaven game, but not in the rhythm heaven art style. It's a very, it, it is still very artistic, but a totally different artistic direction. But the same style of game, and uh, I don't know. It looked really good to me. That's it. That's I I I really talked through the wholesome direct. <laughs> Anything you want to revisit or talk about, Micah? Uh. I mean, what are the odds? You mentioned all the games that stood out to me as well. Well, Micah, then I think <clears throat> that it's that's the end of the news segment. What we had a whole bunch of news this week. The wholesome direct was very good. I will say that again. That was my favorite presentation of the summer video game presentations. And this is like all indie titles. I just think that they these are the future. They just did a really good job pacing this presentation. They they did a fantastic job of of putting this together and organizing it in a way that was very good. I, I like kudos to them. They've they've nailed the formula. They they are the only ones that are doing it as good as Nintendo. That's my opinion. Um speaking of doing a direct as good as Nintendo might Maybe we should move to the next segment of our show. Let's check in with the rumor Pikmin at the rumor mill. All right, Micah. Uh, I may have forgot to fill the notes here, but as you may know, rumors are a swirling of a Nintendo direct coming this next week. So <laughs> I wanted to go over this with you. The most ridiculous leak I think I have ever seen. Which was on 4chan. It's like it's it's absolutely absolutely ridiculous. Okay, so here are the things that are gonna be coming in the direct according to this leak. Bayonetta 3 trailer, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 Final Story trailer, Metroid Prime Remake trailer, Fire Emblem Litany. Update on Advanced Wars 1 and 2 that it's been canceled. Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope, Mario and Strikers Battle League Season Pass, 
I hope that like I guess I should have tagged this with spoilers because maybe some of this stuff is true, but you're gonna find how just ridiculous this is as we come here. Do they okay. mention Mid- Prime Four? That's the ridiculous part. Uh nope. Nope. But we are gonna get N64 Online, Banjo Tooie, Super Smash Bros., Pokemon Stadium, Donkey Kong 64, Diddy Kong Racing, and a secret game coming soon. This is where I'm like, this is ridiculous. They are not going to announce. Like, that is all the, like, huge N64 titles. There's no way that that is what we are going to be getting in an announcement. That doesn't sound that crazy. How How about this? Shin Megami Tensei 1 and 2 translated into english on the super nintendo online app sounds very reasonable that a reasonable amount of effort to, to put into uh nso uh potentially if so mario kart 8 booster course pass wave 2 <clears throat> free update for kirby and the forgotten land project island New IP and special video from Anuma saying that there will be new news for Breath of the Wild 2 later this year. <laughs> and that'd be terrible. Where's the Super Prime Mario video telling us we'll get news? Nothing. There, at some it, point. Even this leak doesn't believe Metroid Prime 4 is coming. Okay, now here's the third party games coming to Switch. Final Fantasy Pixel Pixel Remasters. Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core Reunion. A classic. Res- Final Fantasy VII. Resident Evil for Cloud. Bridal Bloom. I don't know what this is. PUBG. Mm. But only a cloud version. Hmm. This is where I was like, all right, this is this is absolutely the Halo bogus. Master Chief <clears throat> collection. Oh, no, my God. No, no, no. Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> Your face is just the, the, the instant like, oh, I mean, there's yeah. a, it's technically a possibility. Um. <clears throat> cloud version right yeah yeah and i i think that's where i'll end it because a lot of these are just like okay overwatch 2 like 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 things that are known <clears throat> this is fake this is a hundred percent fake everybody please do not believe any of that i just wanted oh, to go man. over it because it's so ridiculous a full english translation for shin Megami tensei one and two why would they do that the, who is asking for that, first off? Like, I know that there are a very niche set of people that would love that, but that is not that is not something that needs to be released on NSO. It's like, if they're going to do that, if they're going to put the work into translating those games, those are going to come out as a, as a bundle, as a separate thing. There's no way that's coming to NSO. And then the N64 app, that was a dream team list. It would have like I'm it been, maybe been more believable if they threw in some like you know not the best games on the system. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what they have on the NSOs. The 64 so far is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't believe it. And then 
cyberpunk like no no they're not putting cyberpunk on the switch get out and you know what at this point final fantasy pixel remasters are just as unlikely (laughs) square's not gonna do that they're just being silly gooses over there at square enix uh yeah so there there you have it i just don't i don't believe any of that personally um But this isn't really a rumor, but more of speculation. The rumor Pikmin couldn't find, you know, solid fruit this time. So they brought us back some like weird stuff. They're like, here's some speculation. I was listening to the Kit and Krista podcast. And for those that don't know who Kit and Krista are, they are the former hosts of Nintendo Minute, a show that was on Nintendo's YouTube channel and uh like did advertising for them they also were employees at nintendo uh and uh kit specifically was like head of the like of one of the like marketing side of things like the social media side of things so some people with former inside information they have no idea when the direct is i mean maybe they do and they're just like playing it coy but they were like who knows they might still have some connections you know they both they both believed it was going to be coming this month but this last episode of their podcast they were like i I, they they were starting to doubt uh based off of the fact that the xenoblade chronicles 3 direct came they were like this makes it seem like it's not going to be in june like they're not going to have it in june they're going to wait and he talked specifically about how they they portray this attitude that nintendo has of not wanting to do what people expect and how they'd be like they they don't like these people predicting and getting it right because there were people he was like i remember someone predicting they're going okay this is what when it was the last two years in June. And he's like, when I was formerly working here. And and they were like, so the next direct should be either this day or this day. And that was the day <laughs> that they had set aside. And he was like, he was like, and we were like, dang it. Like they know already. That's not fun. Like I like and they they would they were like upset. Like Nintendo was upset that people had like figured out a pattern and 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 guessed it. And so he's like, they may be just sort of holding to be different and be unique and so just kind of stick it, <laughs> you know, like stick it to stick it to the people. I, I'm don't don't take my quotes here word for word for what they said, because I'm obviously filling in. Like I, I don't remember word for word what they said, but I got the vibes that there's this like attitude of we got to be different. And if people are guessing the exact days, then they're probably not going to do it those exact days. <laughs> that was that was my my vibe. And now I'm like, everybody needs to stop. Okay, just stop predicting when it's going to be, and we'll just let's, and then maybe they'll release it. <laughs> then we can actually get it. <laughs> One thing that they did say was that the dates, in general, they they have a plan that. And they work with, you know, because they work with third parties and, and gaming partners to get the news and things for the presentation. They have a plan lined, lined, lined out that they follow for like a year 
But the specific days and the specific details of those presentations are flexible in the like weeks prior. So it could, it, there is no, like when, when we say like, oh yeah, they're preparing these directs for months in advance. So obviously we're still going to have an E3 direct. Well, not necessarily. They may, they can flex that around quite a bit if they choose, because that's how they, they do them. They're not like, this is, they're not set in stone for the entire year. If that's, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. They have rough time frames. Like we're going to do one in the winter. Or we'll, we'll probably do one summertime. Um, <clears throat> what do you think about that, Micah? I think there's no point in guessing. Here's what I think. I think Nintendo needs to stop uh, worrying about being being Different. too yeah. unique. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I would like, I would be like, okay if they like have their guys, regular you guys time could that just, people know. You guys could just up. fall into a schedule. It's I mean, it's it's still going to be full of surprises. Uh, I there maybe maybe this part of this is to try and prevent leaks because if if there's like a known date well in advance it seems like leaks happen more often that way yeah so again i feel like i smack a lot on the leaking community (laughs) but uh this is a nintendo podcast and we support plumbers uh like mario and luigi so we don't like leaks that's what i'm that's what i'm getting at here uh no like but if that is the case, then these are not good for these aren't good for us as as fans. We want these things and we can't have nice things because people ruin it. <laughs> that's that's what I'm getting at. Uh, Spider Shan had a good comment on Discord. He said the leakers won't chill until people stop following their every word and stop clicking on their stuff. It's true. Which means they'll never chill. <laughs> Which means it's never going to happen. But at the same time, flip side, why should Nintendo care? Like, like, just do it, Nintendo. Just do what you're going to do anyway. Just don't, like, I, I just don't think that should be affected by what people are saying online at all. Because no matter what, people are going to be upset <laughs> or, yeah. or really excited. Unless, unless your Direct has a brand new Zelda and a brand new Mario in it, everybody's going to be angry. Not everybody. There's going to be like huge swaths of angry Don't people. A new Metroid game. What? What? What's Metroid? <laughs> oh, that does Yeah, no, a new Metroid game. But, um, <clears throat> I mean, I'd say, I'd say, I'd say the uh, Metroid fandom is is fairly more niche <laughs> by but comparison to Mario and Zelda. Less niche than Fire Emblem according to game sales. True. And they really love to show fire. (laughs) They really do. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. How big fire emblem has gotten from like a PR standpoint when it sells roughly about as good as Metroid. And there really isn't like another game like Metroid, you know, so unique. They don't have like something else filling that void. Like, oh yeah, here's your other sci-fi space explorey game. Like, nah, they don't have anything like that. But oh well. Yeah, generally if a, if a Direct has Zelda and Mario in it, people are going to be hyped. 
and it's yeah. going to be overall reviewed as positive. But if it doesn't have either of those, then everybody's going to be like, wow, oh, that was what was a waste of time showing all these niche games. First off, oh my gosh, I the amount of people, I, these have to be trolls, but the amount of people that are like, I think I speak for everyone when I say nobody wants a Xenoblade Direct. You guys are, those people are just ridiculous. What? Are you serious right now? You you speak for everyone. Look at the sales of these games. These are not niche games. <laughs> they're niche by comparison to Mario and Zelda, I guess. <laughs> but they're selling millions and millions of copies. I just don't get it. I don't get it. And the best part about doing these like focus directs, like Xenoblade directs, you don't have to watch it. You know what's in it. You know, oh, that's a Xenoblade Direct. I'm not interested in picking up Xenoblade. So rather than go out onto and some hope there's social media site in the game. and be clickety-clacking on your keyboard, this is the, the, the worst, dumbest thing ever that Nintendo could do right now. You could just go, oh, wait. I don't have to watch that. This is perfect. Now when the next Direct comes... That won't be in it. I I know it's shocking to not complain, but it, it's it's a win win because the people that want it got it, and you don't have to watch it. I'm sorry, I'm going dad mode on the internet. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. I so we we have a question about this. So, Michael, why don't we jump over to the next? segment of our show and let's talk about let's talk about let's do the community corner we've got several questions in the community corner but i guess we'll we'll start with that that one from presto what do you what do you say sounds good so presto asked us <clears throat> would you want Nintendo to do game focused directs for their existing games like they did with Xenoblade Chronicles 3 and then put all the new announcements into a normal direct thoughts Micah I, I, I kind of like the game like the one game focus because it kind of lets them go a little more in depth on those games if people want even more information and then the other directs are just full of surprises instead of me like, Oh, I guess it's more Xenoblade news, which you might not be so excited about since you already know about it. It's coming out soon and you could potentially just play it. <clears throat> yeah. I like that idea, but I also feel like it sort of taints the direct to be all new. And so, like, everything's a new announcement. Um, and so, when everything's super, nothing is super. You know what I mean? It's just, like, like too much new. Uh, but I that think that That just sounds both, awesome to me. Both of these directs can exist. It can coexist. I, I definitely like that idea. I, I liked the idea of a Xenoblade Chronicles 3 focus direct. I would love to see them do that for Splatoon. I'd love to see them do that for Breath of the Wild too. 
for a new Mario game for whatever whatever they want to do that for. I think yeah, that's I, cool. I don't think every game needs like a focus direct on it, but I think some games kind of deserve it. Well, they're like kind the, of harder like to explain like big focus the mechanics games. and things. Well, I, I think Splatoon 3 would be a, per, a perfect candidate for that. And that's not really hard to explain what you do. <laughs> like, I, I think it would be fun because there's there's lots of aspects to it. You've got the story side, the single player, and then there's also the multiplayer. There's enough information they could present in a very detailed, direct format. I don't know. I I, I like both, but I don't necessarily need the the directs to be all focused on all new things. That would be cool, but I also think that would be a little bit... There are problems. One, everything they'd show would be coming out like way far down the road. Right? I mean, I guess they could have a couple surprises in there, but right now, like we know everything first party that's coming out almost through the entire year. The only thing, only month that's missing something. Well, the only month that is missing a title is October. And I guess December, but I think a Pokemon in November. (laughs) And pretty sure Bayonetta is coming in October. I, I don't know. Like, I just feel like at that point, if they're going to only announce new games, they're going to be talking about stuff way out, like, like deep into next year. I don't know. I like, but I agree. I like the idea. I I like both. (laughs) Let's have both. Why not both? And then if it's on a game you don't like, you don't have to watch it. That's like, that's the beauty of it is like, you know, that the direct is about, Xenoblade, you know the direct is about Fire Emblem, you know it's about Zelda, and you know whether or not you want to watch it in advance. Whereas the direct is about surprises. And so if you're just wanting to see a lot of games and seeing what's coming in general, you're going to be hyped for that. And if you didn't want to go in more detail, you didn't want to know about the class systems of Xenoblade Chronicles 3, or that bad guys can do 10 backflips when they get hit, you don't have to watch. It's pretty cool. I like it. Personally, I'm I'm okay with it. Now, here's the thing though. Remember the direct minis that they did during maybe, maybe. pandemic time? Uh there were like two, maybe three direct minis, and then they stopped. They didn't do any more of those ever again. They were like ten minute long presentations, all focused on third party entirely. And uh I thought that they were getting better. I was like, the first one was like, it's okay. It was okay. The second one was, was better than the first one. And the last one was like, this is pretty good. Pretty good presentation. Um, and then they stopped and they're not doing them at all anymore. So this could be just a complete one-off thing. They're like, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 needed its own direct, but they're not going to do it for anything else. Could be. You never know. Nintendo wants to be unexpected, so... Plus, I think Xenoblade's complex enough that even though they showed us 20 minutes of things when there's like so much content to it that I still understand absolutely nothing about what I what I saw. Yeah, it's true because <laughs> I don't I, I don't necessarily like to be shown too much about a game before I play it. So I, I don't think it would work with every game because then you'd see too much and you'd know too much. And Frendo in chat says bring back the puppets. Yeah, for sure. 100 oh, percent. The Nintendo puppets, the Nuppets, as they as they like to call them. 
that is actually what they're calling them, what they called them. I'm not making that up. I, I, I was wondering because I didn't remember if they called them nuppets. Um, thank you so much for the question, Presto. We have a couple more questions here, Micah. <clears throat> Next question is, can you guys do a... Oh, this is from Daisy Rose on Spotify. Can you guys do a Stardew Valley for Nintendo Switch review? Daisy Rose, I apologize, but neither Micah or I have played a lot of Stardew Valley. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually forgot about the trial they had. And I was going to try it out, and then I, oh. I just spaced out. But I can give, I, I actually can give a secondhand review because you know what? My wife loves this game. My wife loves Stardew Valley. And I have seen a lot of gameplay of the game. And I, di- I did try it. I couldn't get into it myself. I just don't think I'm into like the farm sim genre. But the thing about Stardew Valley is there's a lot to it besides the farm sim. There's like a whole uh, dungeon side game in the game where you're like going through levels in a mine to to fight monsters and collect resources and stuff there's all these unlockable points in the map and at this point he's the the creator of the game has added so much free content that there's like an entire other island that you can go to there's all these different story points and character uh side quests and things it's very, very in-depth. Like, this is a game you could easily lose several hundred hours in if you get into it. And then it's also a farm sim. That, that just is a really good farm sim. It's, like, the best in the genre. So that's that's my, like, mini-review of Stardew Valley. I recognize that it is a fantastic game, but just not one that I am into. I don't know if that makes any sense. Kind of like, like I, I feel like I can. Uh, it's like I, I feel like I can recognize when a game is extremely good, but I don't know. Like, but I'm not into it. And yeah, I guess I guess like how, how we have viewed Xenoblade to to this point, but I really haven't tried Xenoblade. Where I have tried Stardew Valley. Uh, Nintendo also mentioned dating sim. Yeah, there is a dating aspect to it as well. You can get married. You can have kids funny story my wife got married to her to a character in game and accidentally hit the auto name the child and happy to announce that she had a beautiful boy named zetch uh what (laughs) zetch the the baby (laughs) interesting i thought you said dezetch which was a little more interesting but zetch the auto Still names that it picks super common. The auto names that it picks uh, are the same for your animals and your children. Apparently, oh really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, That's what a hilarious. game! I also like the undertone in that game where you are like fighting Amazon. <laughs> There's JoJo Mart where that that's you originally work as like a developer at JoJo. That's the story of the game. You are in an office and then you just throw your fists in the air and you're like, this is, I don't want this life anymore. And you decide to go, you decide to take your grandfather's offer to go live on his farm. Like he, he's passed away 
and you get to inherit the farm. It's all in disrepair and you get to bring it back to life. So it's pretty, I, I like that because then Jojo Mart is trying to move into town with their superstore, make a, make like a Walmart center and you can choose to, to go that route uh, and support getting that into the town or make the right choice and support the local business. And then by doing that, so th- those are two ways to unlock like different things from the community center. You're either turning the community center into super Walmart because you're a monster or you are turning it into you're monster fixing the community. Monster cheap goods. Yeah, the, you're fixing the community center to be uh, a community place for people to come to. And then it runs Jojo Mart out of town with the shop owner literally punching him through the ceiling, the Jojo Mart guy who is just sleazy. Like they, they really do not be subtle with like, if you go this path, you are a terrible person. Like you just feel bad. And, uh, I, I, I do, I do enjoy that small business all the way. Uh, there you go. Do you have? Do you want to give a review of Stardew Valley with what you know about Stardew Valley? Uh, well, I know they have plants, and uh, plants are pretty cool. <laughs> I would probably die if I didn't eat any plants. <laughs> That's a, that should go on the back of the box. Plants are pretty cool, <laughs> Micah. Cool Nite- Nintendo Nintendo Pal host. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. Thank you so much for the question. Daisy Rose, ask that question on Spotify. If you're on Spotify, there's a spot where you can ask questions, and we do see those. Uh, I guess I forget to mention that at the start of every community corner that you can ask us questions through any of our social media channels. The easiest way is probably through Discord if you join up our Discord, but you can also hit us up on Twitter, uh, Spotify, Instagram, send us an email, you know, whatever whatever you want to do. Get us a question. Get us a topic. We'll talk about it. Leave a comment. In your five star review, that's what Parbrand does. But speaking of which, Par Parbrand did have uh, a question that I I forgot to add to the notes. Sorry, Parbrand, but whose idea was it to do a lawn mowing stream? That was my idea. Yep, yep. And that was the second time I've done a lawn mowing stream. So there, there you go. Yes, and not lawn mowing. I come up with the cool ideas like. Pokey Patreon rap. Andros comes with up with the old man dad <laughs> mowing a lawn ideas. Wait, so. The cool ideas. Name one other cool idea you've come up with, Micah. One other? There are just so many I can't think of. Yeah. You're such t- <laughs> I was like, like, do you name the single instance that I can that comes to mind immediately of the cool idea Micah came up with? Let's look at. Uh, uh, I had the idea that you should play Wind Waker. Cool idea. It is. It was a cool idea. Lawn mowing simulator. No, I I actually mowed my lawn on stream. I guess people listening to the podcast might not know that we have a stream that we do. We we stream stuff over on Twitch. We have a YouTube channel, uh, and we are making amazing content over there as well. I. It's not as long as this podcast, so if you're listening to this, you got time probably to go check out YouTube, <laughs> youtube.com slash Nintendo Pals or twitch.tv slash Nintendo underscore Pals and 
yeah, check us out for our live content. Cause like that's, that's, we've got some really cool ideas coming out of the pipe. We, that we did our, uh, Nintendo direct AI stream. I had so much fun making that. We turned that into a YouTube video. Yeah. It's just, it's a fun time. I'm, I'm like, I love making this stuff and Micah is along for the ride. <laughs> no, Micah enjoys making it as well, but, but, uh, is not as vocal about that part as I am. <laughs> I just enjoy it. Uh, Thank you so much for the question, Daisy Rose. Let's move on to the next question here from Purple Ryulu. What Nintendo franchise would make for the best slice of life TV series? What you picking, Micah? Well, I want I want like in the Mario universe, Mushroom Kingdom, but instead of like Mario and whatnot, it's Luigi and his regular stuff that he does while Mario is off saving the princess. That's that is pretty good. Actually. I like that. So like weave into the background a little bit that like Bowser's kidnapping the entire castle, just floating off with it. And Luigi's just like buying a watermelon <laughs> at the market. while All these toads <laughs> are freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like it's like he he's like living life while while his brother's out uh <laughs> doing, doing all these like life. crazy things he's like at home cooking he's like this he's like the stay-at-home wife or husband like, yeah, like whatever he wants like the stay-at-home member of the Person. duo yeah <laughs> that's that is funny i like that not that that's not a hard job all right staying at home is a lot more work than going out to work let me tell you tell you it's a ton more work <laughs> how is it uh, uh, doing both though staying at home lot. and working yeah that's 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 a lot uh i feel like there's an easy answer to this one don't say animal, animal crossing. crossing yeah i was gonna say animal crossing why why can't i say animal crossing uh, it's too so easy boring no i'd love that i would watch that show the slice of life animal crossing anime like yeah I, i'm all for that that just sounds so chill and nice and like i want to tune in every week for just a nice thing to watch where i'm gonna feel good it's it's a boring pick i guess but i thought maybe it's you had thought old of it man were, idea right there and, and you were gonna you were gonna be like oh dang it how did you think of that and i didn't uh <clears throat> See what other Nintendo series would I would I do for that? I didn't I didn't give it any other thought than that. I was like Animal Crossing, it's too perfect. Wow. Uh, we've got some here in chat, some comments on uh, Legend of Zelda: Slice of Life. I was, I was going to say Legend of Zelda. Ten years after Link vanquishes Ganon, and now Maybe. he just lives a regular life. He's it's 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 like all about him forming relationships with all of the eligible bachelorettes in the game. Like it could be, could be, uh, well, which, which, which game are we talking about? Ocarina of time. This <laughs> is like Rudo, Malin, Zelda, you know, maybe he has a kid and he realizes breath wow, of the wild are way worse than Ganondorf. <laughs> worst isn't the worst way isn't the best way to describe what I meant by that. <laughs> More difficult. 
more difficult. Wow, this is harder than beating Ganon. Or he could be like, I'm so hungry, I could eat a whole Octa Rock. <laughs> oh, please, please don't. Uh, we have a comment in chat from Purple who says, uh, Have you seen the Animal Crossing movie? There is an Animal Crossing anime movie, and yes, I have seen it. I saw a fan translation. It was pretty good. I and I feel like that's this. why it would make a really good show. It's it's not recent. I think it came back out in like Wild World era. So like DS time frame. And it was funny because it had both the male and female villager and kind of focused on the female villager with the male villager being kind of like this like troublemaker punk kid. He He always wore the like the joke glasses that you can get in the game that have like the fake nose and mustache. And he'd like be chasing around and like catching bugs and stuff. Like, Oh, what a boy that guy is, (laughs) you know? Uh, I, I do like the idea of a Zelda slice of life. What other, what other games I'm, I'm really, I'm really struggling to think here. Maybe fire emblem would be a good pick for that. Probably. Uh, Yeah, that's, Oh, I feel like there'd be a lot of dating in that. A lot of tea time. <laughs> tea time, the show. How about Kirby? Kirby. That would be cool. I mean, they could I even know. do a Metroid. I mean, Samus can't be hunting all those bounties all the time. Well, so name one time when she actually like <laughs> does her job as Isn't? a bounty hunter. Oh, like, I... <laughs> I mean, she did get all the Metroids, except for the one that she brought into captivity. Listen, she just needs to stop working with the freaking Federation scientists because they're the worst. They're like, hey, yeah, so we accidentally cloned this thing and uh, then our whole space station exploded because of this crazy virus we created. (laughs) Uh, Sorry about that. Uh, or, Or the time that, you know, they sent research robots that could freaking kill people and those got taken over by bad guys huh whose fault is that but how could they have possibly known they would have gotten hacked how could they have possibly not known that those things could get dangerous and kill people they emanate evil robots to be dangerous and kill people actually no they're not (laughs) made to kill people they're made to collect samples aren't they Yes, but they collect samples by stabbing things. Well, <laughs> yeah, how else are you the whole samples? concept, the whole concept, not good. Uh, yeah. So Zelda. So let's like let's hone in a little bit more on the Zelda, like Skyloft. That would I mean, be. It really doesn't cool. even have to focus around Link. It could just be. Yeah. Anyone like the but world? Bruce. <laughs> Anyone but <laughs> Bruce. What are you talking about? Bruce is the best. A whole show for Groose. How dare you? How dare you just smacked on because you know I love Groose. There's a pretty good chance that's the case. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> Let's move on to the next question. I like that question a lot. It's fun. It's fun to picture like what that could be like. Uh, you know, I I am shocked that Nintendo hasn't leaned more into that. We had Kirby right back at you, which I actually really liked I, when I was when I was younger. And that was, yeah, it was awesome. a new show. I thought it was awesome. Uh, Pokemon. I loved Pokemon as, as a kid. Loved the show. Loved the movies. Uh, why don't they do that with more things? Like, 
they had that i i always talk about how i want a smash bros anime from that one trailer they did with link versus pit that was all anime style that was so good it's just like it could be look, so cool look at what you could have but you're never gonna get like i just i just wish they would open up more on that side like it, we don't need movies you are in Japan, like the anime capital of the world. Just like, uh, I mean, could you imagine like a Studio Ghibli Zelda project? So like a movie? Or a show. Or a game. I would love that. That would be so cool. <sighs> yeah, I mean, maybe I, I'm going to offend people, but I feel like movies and shows really aren't all that different. How dare you? No, yeah, I, I, they really are. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just like, wanted to. They don't have to be movies. They could be shows. I'm like, those are like kind of the same thing, right? Have I, yeah, well, I'm, I'm talking like, like like an anime versus like a let's get a full. Uh, wow. Now you're offending studio. anime people. Anime. Well, I don't know if you knew this is animated things. Yes. It's like the same thing. But it's different. Like that is a different art form than something like a Pixar animated movie. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, like you can have a full fe feature length anime movie, but anime traditionally is just something that like it, it can crank out episodes. Like they take a lot of shortcuts. That's like part of the art style, you know, like all those backgrounds that are just like a static background with like pants. lines, lines moving across, like, like picture Ash Ketchum throwing a pokeball. It's never in anywhere. It's like, just like a, a blue background with him, like with like anime lines. Like those are oh, things so to you're shortcut. You're talking about anime with like 1000 episodes. You're oh not yeah, talking about these like twelve episode season animes. No, 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 no. But I would love that too. <laughs> I want anything, <laughs> honestly. Just give us something, Nintendo. Like thirty years since they made a Nintendo movie, right? Like they 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 haven't had anything besides that Mario Bros movie that was so weird. They're like, nah, we're just never going to touch that again. Well, they had the and Super then Mario Bros Super Show. That was back in that same era. And it was incredible. And that's when he why not do that? Like, why did it end? Why did it just like end? And they're like, we're never touching TV shows or movies well, again. The movie. I guess so. <laughs> I guess it was just that bad. But I mean, Pokemon does it right. They they do it right. They've they've got the movies. They've got the show. They've and they did the live action movie. Detective Pikachu is really good. All right. It's really great. All right, Mike, this is going long. So let's move to the next question. <laughs> we're just now we're just rambling. I don't know if that that's exactly what we're doing here, but but, but, but yeah, 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 yeah. Brian Eck says you can travel back to any year in the '90s. It's Saturday night, and you're making you make a trip to Blockbuster Video with some friends. What console and or games are you renting? I mean, by travel back, you mean we travel back at this age, right? Not the age we would be back then. Because <laughs> we're because maybe a little too young. Because <laughs> I'd probably to... be pooping in my diaper in one of those situations. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why? Why would that be? 
Well, there's let's, only two things you do in a back, diaper. Let's go back to 93 because then Micah's not there and you know this is a better hurtful. place. You know what I'm saying? It's no, that's, that is hurtful. That is hurtful. Let's go back to 94 so we can get a pooping in the pants, Micah. Exactly. <laughs> I think... I think you can I think you can interpret this question however you would like. I am interpreting it as I am going back and I will be able to go to Blockbuster and rent a game system and game, and that's what I want to do. <laughs> yeah, good. Uh what I have to make sure. I feel like I would be renting a and, and this is what we did, uh rent a Super Nintendo and we would rent some Ken Griffey Jr. baseball. Oh yeah, that was like that's my childhood right there. We we would we would rent Super Nintendo games from the store. We had the system, but we would go and rent the games. Um, I also rented Tetris Attack a lot, and I want to play that again really bad. So I'd probably say that Tetris Attack, which is panel de pawn, but instead of all the fairy creatures, it's all Yoshi themed. Just nice. Why don't we have that? Why is that not available on NSO? Let's have that. I want that too. I love Panel to Pawn. I think that's it's fun. I like the unique characters, but I also like the Yoshi version. I, I, I will never play Panel to Pawn. <laughs> Ever get, what if they put Yoshi in it? I, I thought you it's loved too Yoshi. Late. <laughs> it's too late. I do love Yoshi, but it's too late. I've burned myself out on that game. What if they put Samus in it? Nope. Never Nothing. Again. Nothing. All right, Micah, what would you rent? What system? Uh, what game? What game and what system? That is a very good question. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would probably rent the Sega Genesis to play through all of the Sonic games. Just to remember how bad they are. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I actually might get a... No, that that would be I might get the Sega Genesis to play uh, Hangtime. NBA Hangtime, I think. That's what it's called. All right. All right. These was, are solid. That was my jam back in the day. These are solid, unique picks. We're not like going in like, oh, yeah, let's go get. Because <laughs> a lot of get... these, I guess they also you can get it for the uh, 64. Yeah, I don't remember. I, I feel like Blockbuster was sort of dying in the N64 because I don't remember even considering renting N64 games. I know you could, but I don't remember even considering it. At that point, we were just like, oh, "We're just gonna buy them. Like, like we're just gonna get the games ourselves." Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that makes any sense. Uh, but we would go to Blockbuster to get the. You could go to Blockbuster to get your Pokemon Snap photos printed off. Oh yeah, It'd be real only, cool. Only the really cool kids did that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of, we have a, we have a. That's a great tie into the N sixty four. A question here from Presto. Could you I, I, give just me have a... to, I just have to clarify for chat the reason why I'd potentially go for a Sega Genesis and those other things. It's because I have access to be able to play a lot of these other Mario games already. I don't need to go back in time to rent something to play it. Yeah, for real. For real. But I mean, Sega Genesis would be like... <coughs> I I don't know. I, I I just feel like it's a little traitorous 
<laughs> to to the cause of what we are as a Nintendo podcast. But we also have access to a lot of Sega you, you Genesis games. You got to keep the listeners guessing, you know. Yeah, do the unexpected. Learn that from Nintendo. All right. So the next question here comes from Presto, who asks, "Can you give me a mini review on all of the N sixty four games?" on nso and you know what presto that's way too much for us to do in a review <laughs> but you know what it's not corner. too much to do yeah it, or, yeah in the community corner it's not too much for the pal topic is it playing <laughs> i can't say <laughs> wait it straight up disappeared what happened I clicked on it and it's gone. You have to do a cappella. All right, hold on. It's working now. That's right. It's the pal topic. And in the pal topic, we uh, talk about whatever we want to talk about. This is the main focus of the episode here, and uh, we're going to do a mini review of everything on the N64 app. So, Mike, I think we got like, in order to save on time here, I think I think these have to be like a minute per. How many how many games do we have to go through here? Not too many. More than three. More than three. I count, that's 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, Gabes? Yep. All right. So let's start from the bottom and work our way up to the top. Yoshi Story, I think is a fantastic game. Uh, As Yoshi's, all you need yeah. to know. Great, great little, like, it's, it's, a, it's a platformer on the N64, a 2D side-scrolling platformer that uses, like, 3D assets. So, very interesting concept, very unique to the N64. You don't see any other games like it. Do you have anything to say about that? Each of us get a minute or, like, 30 just, seconds? Just the Yoshi. And you can throw eggs. <laughs> Next one is... Win back. A classic. Covert operation. I played about like five minutes of this while it's been on the NSO app. So I don't really know if I can give much more to say other than, you know what? You're going to win back something. It's very shoot em up ish. Relatively difficult. Yeah. You use the A button to shoot which feels so unnatural nowadays. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Next game, Mario 64. This is a, a it's flippin' classic, everybody. A like, flippin' classic, but also kind of like the worst 3D Mario just because of the controls and camera. Because of age. Um, yeah. it, it does hold up, though. I, minus the camera, which is a little wonky, but is pretty good for the time. Like if you play other 3d platformers around this time period, you will cry. Um, yeah, I I will say it does hold up surprisingly well. Yeah. But, and, and I think that this one's a fun one to go back 
and play now. I, I actually didn't play it originally on the N64. I didn't have this game. Um, what? Yeah. Yeah. What is right? Wow. I have it now for my N64, but I played, I think my first playthrough of it was on the DS, like a full complete playthrough. So there. Yeah. Uh, I think that this is like the golden standard for the start of 3D gaming and for that it deserves a play like go ba- go back and play it just to go like this is where it's this is where it all started they they kind of like there were other 3d games prior to this but this one just like this is what video games in 3d space can be it's a world it's like got it's got character it's it just oozes charm and it's just very mario Next one. I'll let you talk more about this one. You played more of this than I did. I don't actually know if that's true. Oh, really? But, uh, okay. Star Fox 64. Got those classic triangles. Incredible. <laughs> classic triangle. Uh, what, what? What are you talking about? Like, the like triangles. It's very polygony. Is that yeah. what you're trying? Okay. I, I was like, like, pol- like, it's got a lot of polygons. It's very pointy. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's an interesting one. It's such an enhancement from what was on the Super Nintendo for Star Fox. Like, this is like quintessentially the best Star Fox game. Like, everybody still says that. Like, oh, yeah, this is the best Star Fox game. And yeah, it just I played it, it. First time I played it was on the Wii virtual console not even mine someone else's no but it's still great yeah and it holds up very well uh on rail shooter has great story the characters are fun love it i think star fox 64 was kind of yeah oh yeah uh, yeah the best character um what is this other one called sin is this sin and punishment i think that's what this one's called I, don't, I can't see anymore because I'm currently playing uh, Star Fox right now. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, this game is very good. Let me let me take a look at it real quick. Sin is Punishment. Actually super fun. It's another kind of on-rails shooter type game. It's so ahead of its time feeling in aesthetic and and gameplay. Uh, but Definitely has not aged as well as some of these other games, but it's still really fun. Uh, a very arcadey shooter type game, and I think it's worth uh, yeah, it's, checking out. It definitely seems more of a like get a good high score on real shooter. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I guess I don't really have too much to say about that one, other than give it give it a shot. Uh, I don't know if it's one like like I can say confidently for Super Mario sixty four and Star Fox sixty four like. I could go back and play through the entirety of those games. Yoshi's Story, I don't know. Win Back, probably not. And Sinus Punishment, probably not. But they're worth trying since they're on the platform. Yeah. Now we're getting to some more like multiplayer stuff here with Mario Tennis. How do you feel about Mario Tennis, Micah? Mini review. Well, I just of that. played it like the first time today for a few oh. minutes. Oh, okay. And I crushed Boo uh, as Yoshi. That's actually not true because we played this together previously. Did we play this one? <laughs> Yes, I don't remember playing this one. I remember playing Super Smash Tennis. Yeah, we played more Super Smash Tennis, but that was like prior to this coming out. 
Well, obviously, it's not actually that good then if I don't remember having played it previously. So I take back. It is a relatively okay game. Um, I think it holds up pretty well. It's really fun. And it's the first official appearance of Waluigi, making it the uh, birthplace of the greatest character of all time. So it gets a wah out of wah from me it's a fantastic game it's like a little more simplistic than tennis games nowadays but i mean Mm -hmm. it does hold up very well except for when you're playing on the far side i i am so bad when you play on the close side it's very easy to hit the ball playing on the far side not so much at least all right next mini review is from mario kart 64 how do you feel about it it's a classic it is a classic. This is the first Mario Kart in the series that you can go back to and play easily. <laughs> if you go back <laughs> to play the one on the Super Nintendo, it is hard because it is 2D and it is like it's so disorienting. I played through that game in its entirety as a kid. I loved it. But I go back to it now. I'm like, how did I do this? <laughs> it's like I can't tell what's going on. Uh, this game holds up very well and the multiplayer online aspect to it is very fun. It's just a, it's just a good game. It's a solid Mario Kart game. Pit it side by side with, uh, uh, not banjo, um, Diddy Kong racing. I think Diddy Kong racing is a little bit better. Mm. I'd say I remember Diddy Kong racing being a lot of fun until the last time I played it and it was so hard to control myself. I don't know how I did it back in the day. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know, I think there's just a little bit more variety with Diddy Kong Racing. Uh, but Mario Kart 64 is just a classic. It holds up well. Definitely a fun one. Worth playing today. Yeah. Just to go play on Block Fort. Probably just skip the next one. Oh man, we have to die for didn't even think about how we have to talk about Ocarina of Time. Ocarina, uh, yeah, of, Time. Ocarina of Time, not as good as everyone remembers it being. Okay, that's Micah's. Are you done? Can I just have no, the mic? I'm not done. Okay, give it give us give us your thoughts the on it. The combat is tedious and repetitive. The dialogue is so incredibly slow. For the audio listeners, I am face palming right now. I'm face palming. You can't say that combat in Legend of Zelda hasn't gotten better. It's gotten better. Yeah, that's right. See, you can't facepalm if I'm telling facts. Plus, the story isn't really all that good. The that's, only good part that's, is when that's Ganon, you open up the doors and Gandorf's playing the organ. That's pretty good. It's the best part. No. <clears throat> nope. All right, Micah. It does have fishing. <laughs> so that's pretty all Which right. is pretty cool. Yeah, fishing's for, for fishing mini games are where it's at. Yeah. Ocarina of Time is a classic. I love it. Still, it holds up for me. Um, Micah may be onto something that maybe it doesn't hold up as great for those that don't have the nostalgia for it. But then again, we also have uh, plus and people who had the nostalgia for it. It might which was also you. not hold up. Yeah, because yeah. that was me. I was like, I'm going to love playing this game. Yeah, I did not enjoy myself very much. But I, I have talked to people that have played it for the first time on NSO that seem to really enjoy it. So take Micah's opinion and my opinion with a grain of salt, because you may love this game. You may not. 
I I do think but you should definitely give it a try. I'll say I do think that it is it holds up very well. Um, there are aspects to it, obviously, that have aged poorly. But I think we've said that about almost every single title on this list so far. Like, yeah, there's like like we, you said, there's like the camera wonkiness with Mario 64. I think there's less of that with Zelda just because you can control the camera a little bit better with the Z targeting. And that's just kind of normal. Well, I mean, we were, we've been doing that up until Breath of the Wild, ex- with the uh, exception of Wind, Wind Waker. Waker. With the exception of Wind Waker. Okay, Which exactly. is why Wind Waker, if it if you hadn't played Breath why of the Wild yet, and Wind up? Waker was the first Legend of Zelda game you ever played, it would have blown your mind. Cause you I guess that's true. Was Wind Waker the first camera. Was Wind Waker the first Zelda you played? Uh, no, Ocarina of Time was. Well, At I think it holds three. up really well. I, I think it holds up really well. It, it's the it's the it's very good for the classic Zelda formula of go through the dungeons to get the power ups and keys to unlock the next thing. And the world is huge. There's a lot of different and places to explore, uh, a lot of biomes to try. And and I just I love how much there is to it like and and this is one of those things where you know we've we've talked about it before like final fantasy 7 remake like ocarina of time i would love to see get that sort of treatment because with final fantasy 7 i i i'm on the mica i'm in the mica ocarina of time camp for final fantasy 7 i'm like this game does not hold up it is it just doesn't hold up for me i, ca- I can't get into it i, I did try it i was like nope nope uh but the remake like looks very cool they've they've taken and expanded the world and, and i just think that there's so much potential for that with ocarina of time i love the characters and the goofiness but also simultaneously kind of horrifyingness <laughs> at points. Like there are spots like the whole, like below the well dungeon is like so dark and demented and terrible and stark contrast to like everything else in the game. Very colorful and the music very good. I, I think I do think the gameplay holds up. I mean, I mean it's not the most complex combat, but it's fun. I I enjoy it still. I don't Is it my favorite Zelda game? No, but it's up there. It's up there still. Even even having been friends with Micah and doing this podcast with Micah for as long as I have, it's still. Well, holds I up I just think me. you need to play through Ocarina of Time again, like legit, because I know you've recently done some like speed running techniques and things, and those make it fun in their own way. That makes it. It's just different than just playing through and appreciating. Yeah, it doesn't count it if I'm having to be. Yeah, it totally doesn't count if I'm having fun with the game by playing exactly. the game. Like that, yeah, that doesn't count by by playing the game. You're yeah. having fun breaking the game. Let's be honest. There's a I, little bit of a difference. I, I, I mean, I am still playing the game and having a good time. <laughs> I don't, I don't see the game how that it's doesn't intended count. to be played. Who cares if you're playing the game the way it's intended to be played? I'm playing the game and having a good time. This is a completely different topic. That, it a essentially topic is for you're day. playing the game and having fun despite the game is what it sounds like. No, Mm-mm. no, 
Nope. I am enjoying the game and I, I do think it's fun and it holds up, but I, I, I should, I should play through it again. That would be fun. Next one on the list. Mario, Dr. Mario. Yeah, it's it's pretty fun. Dr. Mario's never been my favorite. Yeah. I prefer other puzzle games myself. I did play quite a bit of the app phone app game they had. And enjoyed that. Uh and and you know what? It's like this collection's puzzle game. There's not really another game like it on here until they yeah. put on like a Pokemon Puzzle League game. And then that will be the best game that they put in. So, uh, yeah. Dr. Mario 64. All right. Next up is Paper Mario. You played through this recently. So what's yep. your thoughts? What's your review? This is the best game on NSO. Or 64, at least. Really? Yep. Why? Why do you say that? <clears throat> because it's great and it holds up well. That's true. I, it holds just up kind very of the well. The style of the game, like, just means it holds up well. Essentially, lens, you don't have to lens. deal with weird mm-hmm. camera mm-hmm. controls and physics and jumping as much. It lends to the style. the The art style lends to the platform so well that it just is like it. If they released this game now in the exact state, like you'd be like, ah, yeah, there it is. Well, probably be a little disappointed. Like oh, those graphics aren't that great, but <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, uh, agreed. Paper Mario holds up extremely well. It's very fun. A great RPG that uses like action timing to kind of add to the turn-based system, plus the badge system and the level-up system and the story, the characters. There's there's so much charm to it. Is it the best in the series? Not no, wait. Thousand Year Door probably is is still the best, <laughs> uh, but this is like the next best behind Thousand Year Door potentially. Would you say this is better than Super? I don't know. It's pretty close. I'd have to play Super again. I I did really enjoy Super. Yeah. Well, uh, what are we looking at next? Banjo-Kazooie. And I will never forgive this game for when I had completed an area and all I had to do was leave and I was jumping across the pit to land on a platform and the camera flipped 180 suddenly and I fell and died. It was a very disappointing moment in my life. Other than that, it's pretty good. (coughs) I think it's a fine 3D collect-a-thon and... If I had played it when it came out, I probably would have liked it so much, but I just can't get into that genre now. I yeah, don't know. I, I, I enjoyed it, but I kind of burned myself out collecting everything in the first several levels. I, I just I don't think I like sense. I just don't think I like collectathons, man. I just don't think I like it. Wow. It's not for me. Sorry. Sorry to disappoint everyone. Some people. <laughs> How dare you? But for a game that oozes charm, has really fun 3D platforming and uh, like animal transformations. Like this game has this game has it all. 
Yeah. I'll be interested. I will definitely even with be that one weird camera moment. It generally holds up pretty good. Yeah, I, I definitely will be checking out Banjo Tooie if it comes to the platform. Next up, Majora's Mask. Both of us are partway through our playthroughs of this one, so it's it's a little hard to give it a full gauge estimate. And I feel like I haven't gotten to the parts that everybody says are like, that's the good parts is when you're like doing like the side quests for the masks. Yeah, I mean, if I wasn't like streaming this, I don't know if I would finish it, to be honest. Oh, really? Especially since I lost some, uh, somehow lost some of my save data and have to like redo the last temple I was in. I like this. I like this game a lot. In my, in my, where I'm at with it. I, I, I like it a lot. It's so intriguingly bizarre with its story beats that i i don't know it just it's it's kind of like one of those things where you're just like i, I just got to see what happens next because this is so weird uh and and i i i, I like that uh, i don't know it's got masks that's pretty cool it, i guess it's got masks <laughs> there you go uh f0x it's fun have you good old uh, yeah. F Zero? I don't know if I've actually played this one. I think the single player is way better than the multiplayer in this, <clears throat> and that makes me a little sad. I feel like missed opportunity for you to be able to do uh, Grand Prix racing with friends. That would be very cool because there's so many cars on the track. It feels like there's like a hundred people driving, and you're all just going crazy, like, and and you're. There's there's just a, a a really hyped sense of speed, and I like it a lot. I feel like F Zero captures a side of racing that Mario Kart will never capture, and that is like that high speed. Like Mario Kart, even at two hundred CC, I still feel like I'm playing Mario Kart. Like, oh, this is silly, silly, and it's it's fast, but it's like oh, this is silly. But F Zero is like intensity you're gonna explode if you crash yeah yeah and the best way i can describe it like the only comparable game i have for it is pod racer on the n64 it was like yeah just getting that you're just like getting up to that speed f-zero has that all right we're coming down to the final yeah uh, 20 seconds i've played so far it is actually quite enjoyable yeah mario golf I think I'm going to offend people here and say this one does not hold up. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't get into it. I, it's like so disorienting because the golf ball is like 2d and it's hard to tell where it's going. What's happening. The, the, the courses just are like, it's, it's so charming. Wow. There's going so on much about those graphics. There's so much charm and I love the characters and the design of the characters, but then like, I just can't tell what's happening on screen. And I just, I just am not good, I guess. So there you, there you go. What do you have for Mario golf? Uh, I have not played the original Mario golf yet. Oh, okay. Well, Kirby and the crystal shards. Micah, I haven't played this one. You haven't played this one. No, I haven't. Is it good? What do you think of it? Uh, I have enjoyed it. The I've, played it like one session so not a ton but the power-ups are pretty cool 
and you can combine some of them. Nice. Nice. And I have I have enjoyed my time. And it has held well, up pretty well, I think. Well, there you go. Kirby and the Crystal Shards, pretty good. That's a pretty good out of pretty good. <laughs> On the scale of Ocarina of Time to pretty good, it's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty high above Ocarina of Time. Last game on the list just launched Pokemon Snap. This game is great. I love it still. I think it holds up pretty well. I haven't uh, played it that recently again, but it's probably my second favorite game. On the, yeah, of the it's, it's got like a puzzle solving aspect to it. Also, it's just fun. It's, and, and you can it's short, so you can kind of clear through it in a single long playthrough. Yeah. Pokemon Snap. Who doesn't well, wish they could take pictures of Pokemon? Yeah. It's, I, I, your dreams have come true, if that's what you wanted. <laughs> uh, well, Micah, that about does it for this episode of Nintendo Pals Podcast. This was episode 96. Thank you to everybody for listening. And we want to give a shout out and thank you to those who support the show through our Patreon, which you can check out at Nintendo Pals patreon.com slash nintendo pals <laughs> i was gonna say nintendo pals.com slash patreon not a thing patreon.com slash nintendo pals maybe uh, someday we got a brand new patron this week which i forgot to shout out at the top of the episodes we'll shout him out now and that is the one and only the maybe the greatest username on the internet third strongest mole thank you so much for the support sam fantastic guy over there and uh yeah awesome member of the community as well we have several patreon supporters that we do want to give a shout out to because they have not yet made it into the pokey rap but they will be in next week's pokey rap because it is a new month we will finally update it with all the new names and i think we have enough to fill a, a good portion of the next verse but get your names in quick if you'd like uh to be added to the rap the rap which you're about to hear. But before we do that, shout out to Third Strongest Mole, Canine Cantina, Cosmic, Lil Miss Seven, our Pal Latinum producer, name on the wall for both of us here. That's one of the tier rewards that you can get if you're at that at that top level. Tim A, aka Neil Prime 33, aka Nintendo Dad number four. Oh, yeah, we can use that one to fill up like three lines if we need to. We could use it as a whole verse by itself for Tim. Uh, and Seth Sturgill, a.k.a. $2 Hero, uh, the legend over at All End Podcast. <sighs> That's everybody. So with that, we'll we'll do a send off here with the Patreon wrap. But before we do, I want to give a huge shout out and thank you to Roger Pollard for the intro music that we use in each and every episode and also for doing our logo. Roger Pollard makes fantastic stuff. Check that stuff out. Links to his work are in the description of the episode. And with that, it's a send off here. Go. We got to wrap some Patreon. You just do the scene. I'll take care of the hard part. Let's get it on. We want to be the best that ever was. Shout out, pals, over on Patreon. Oh, indeed. 
Riz or Retro Dodge Day. You've done the game or slim to a Spanish dance or lose something, Brian A. That's all for now, so come on, join me. Catch him, catch him, gotta catch him all. Gotta catch him all. Patreon. Let's get 150 or more. Yeah, please. To pay your Patreon donor is your destiny. Thank you all so much for your support. And we'll talk to y'all next week.